Welcome to This Girl Puts Out. I'm your host, Carm Macaretta, and I interview real women with real stories about real life stuff. I'm inviting you to laugh, cry, and connect with my guests as they share some of their most impactful life experiences, from their brightest moments to their darkest hours. For more stories and an opportunity to share your own, visit me at thisgirlputsout.com. Welcome everyone to This Girl Puts Out. I'm your host, Carm, and today we are doing a video and audio podcast, and I'm having a repeat guest today, and I'm so excited to be working with Kathy on another project. So Catherine Stack, certified nurse midwife and doctor of naturopathy is joining us this morning again. And uh, she is the owner and facilitator at Journey to Health in Niagara Falls, New York, established in 2007. She has been employed as a certified nurse midwife at Millard Fillmore Suburban Hospital for 20 plus years, and she's been a nurse for over 30 years. Kathy sees about 75 patients per month in her office setting where her specialties include bioidentical hormone replacement for women, digestive health, colon hydrotherapy, AKA colonics mm-hmm. and individualized nutrition. So, and that is right in line with what we're going to be talking about today, which is constipation. So um, Kathy's also an author. She has uh, written two books that she's going to share with us uh, this afternoon. And she currently writes for several publications, which include Forever Young by Buffalo Spree and Elevated Existence Magazine. And along with that, she participates in public speaking events and does all kinds of public education, ranging from hospital to holistic settings and things like this. Free Yourself from a Constipated Life is mm-hmm. Kathy's first book. And this book has actually won awards mm-hmm. and you can get it on Amazon and we'll give you a little more, bit more details about that af- after the podcast. She's also written a book on labor and delivery. It's called Push Labor and Delivery from the Inside Out, also extremely successful and available for purchase. They are both an accumulation of her years of experience in the healing arts profession. And Kathy is just a beautiful blend of holistic and traditional medicine. And we're very, very lucky to have her here in our community. And I'm very lucky to have her as my friend. And so thanks for being here today. I'm so grateful to be here. And it's Carm who can pull me out of my little shell because, you know, this isn't something I would generally do all on my own. So I thank you so much. Because this is uh, this is truly fun, but yeah, it not is. fun by yourself. So right, yeah. right. So <laughs> yes, and learning is definitely also fun when you're with someone else. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna dive into one of your specialties, constipation pooping. and mm-hmm. pooping. Yeah. And um, I guess first we'd like to know from you what is normal <laughs> pooping? What is a normal bowel movement? Well, most of you are gonna sit there and go. No, but yes, constipation is defined as somebody who has less than two bowel movements per per day. Um, Some of my most constipated individuals are pacified by the fact that they go once a day. So they said, Mm -hmm. I'm not constipated. And then, you know, we take a little history, I get them on the table, get a feel for things, and they're in awe and shock on how constipated they actually are. So my definition is you need to have more than one bowel movement a day, it needs to be sorry for the description, but 
the consistency of a soft serve ice cream mm. and having a good bowel movement takes less time than emptying your bladder. It should be quick, easy. You go to the bathroom, yeah. you're done. You don't sit there and read a book while you wait for things to happen. Um, you know, plop out a couple of bunny pellets, yeah. maybe wait for more or get up off the toilet. Um, a lot of people will get up and still have an urge like mm. something's there, but you know, they got to get their day started yep. and boom, here starts the vicious cycle. That's like everybody I know. I don't know anybody <laughs> who's going twice a day. Uh, I know. honestly, um, so, so then if that's a normal bowel movement, mm. so constipation is anything that is not two bowel movements. A day. Right. And how many, how many people do we know who don't even go daily? You know, I mean, maybe I two or three days. I yeah. know when I was, um, you know, when I do more than a 12 hour shift, um, maybe two or three in a row, ugh, I'm off, mm -hmm. you know, and by that, third day, I'm feeling pretty miserable because, mm -hmm. you know, the hospital had kept me so busy, you know, I just didn't have that minute to run to the locker room mm -hmm. or, you know, so, yeah. Um, so when we're not going as often as we should, mm -hmm. what, what are the negative consequences? <clears throat> what can happen? Well, so many people suffer, you know, one form of another, this blanket term IBS. So, you know, so you'll go to your doctor and say, you know, I'm just uncomfortable or 60 million people each year end up in the emergency room with abdominal pain as a result of being chronically constipated only to be sent home, you know, and they tell you, you know, you're full of it. You need to move more, increase your fiber, which could backfire on you, by the way, um, so, you know, you just have to find number one, what's causing your constipation, mm -hmm. what the problem is and try to resolve that. Some people are just poop shy, right? So they, the only place they're going to have a bowel movement is in the comfort of their own home. Right. So once you leave, you're not going to be having a bowel movement in public. You miss that window of pooperunity or opportunity to go. <laughs> and now you got to wait till tomorrow, hoping that's going to work out yeah, for you. Hoping it comes back. Right. So, so the psychology of this is, you know, it's a big player in it. Yeah. You know, it's not, people think it's how much water do I drink? I'm not drinking enough, or maybe it's my diet. Yes, that's true for a small percentage, mm -hmm. but the larger percentage is more, you know, being comfortable going to the bathroom, um, you know, adjusting diet, or some people are anatomically incorrect. Like there is that population. Is maybe. that common? I would say 15%. That's a good number. Yeah. 15% yeah. of people, no matter what they do dietary, mm -hmm. they're just not going, they're always going to fight that constipation. Mm -hmm. So then you create mm -hmm. a toolbox for mm -hmm. them. So so constipation can lead to abdominal pain mm -hmm. in ER visits. And if you said what, 60 million ER visits mm -hmm. a year, like what is that costing our healthcare system? Exactly. <laughs> and they don't really get any good advice. Yeah. You know, there's no, okay. There's no good advice for, you know, leaving the emergency room, except mm -hmm. finding out and confirming that by x-ray you are constipated. Um, so what, what other, like from our, our stool sitting there and not moving, what else can happen? We can have a bowel obstruction. Uh, yes, that's rare. Or, but so, so if you think about the anatomy of your colon, your colon is two and a half inches in diameter, 
five feet of it, right? So you have your, you know, your ascending colon, your transverse colon that runs across your abdomen, mm -hmm. and then your descending colon sigmoid rectum running down. Most people become constipated in the lower left quadrant. Mm -hmm. So their lower left side is where you're going to accumulate and over distend that colon. Mm -hmm. So over time, what happens is <clears throat> you lose your um, tone, Mm -hmm. So your normal peristalsis, which mm -hmm. is that inchworm like movement mm -hmm. that keeps things moving, you lose that um, things become over distended. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you'll have this great bowel movement after mm -hmm. four or five days, only to have a big space to fill. So you're going to have a hard time getting on to that daily bowel movement regime because you've stretched mm -hmm. things out, you've lost the tone. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a problem. Diverticulitis or diverticulosis pockets mm -hmm. are more common in people who have chronic constipation. Um, yeah. So there's a host of um, issues in mm -hmm. chronically constipated. It, it causes a backup in your liver. So you get a sluggish liver. So mm -hmm. sometimes we'll see elevations in liver enzymes due to poor digestion and elimination. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I know this is also rare, but I've seen, I've seen perforated colons mm -hmm. from constipation. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, you know, so a lot of what I learned, I learned through patients that mm -hmm. I've seen. And one of the saddest cases I've ever seen was in fact that, um, and that's a surgical emergency. It was a surgical emergency. Mm -hmm. So you're left at the hands of who was ever on call, maybe mm -hmm. not who you would have picked. And then the complications that follow an emergency abdominal or um, surgery and this particular case. And, and she's in my book. I mean, she was on life support for three months. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And you're coming out of that with a colostomy, whether or not it's temporary or permanent, <clears throat> you're, you're, com you're waking up with an ostomy. Right. Ostomy. Right. And it may not be permanent, mm -hmm. but the complications that ensued as a result mm -hmm. of that. But I wouldn't call it her fault either, because a lot of these people who suffer chronic constipation to the point mm -hmm. now it's affecting other areas of your life, um, there's a little bit of a medical discrimination going on. Because often these women, they look beautiful. They're like you, they're thin, they don't look sick, they don't look like they have medical mm -hmm. issues, and yet they don't go to the bathroom for a week at a time. Mm -hmm. So a bit of it is they get blown off by their practitioners. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, she looks fine. Or, you know, it's not as bad as she's saying. Um, and these are the people who are potentially at high risk for, you know, some of those unfortunate outcomes. And, and these are the people I like to get yeah. in there and help them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about, is there anything to this theory of like toxin buildup from Mm -hmm. from all this stool just hanging out. Right. And yes. So yes, you build up everything. I mean, so, so it's like a garbage receptacle. Mm. Um, one of the main functions, it reabsorbs water. So that's good. So, mm. um, you know, it reabsorbs water, leaving you with harder form stool. Because initially when the small intestine dumps into the large intestine, it's liquid. It's like, um, you know, and the consistency, you know, it's just like a sludgy liquid, mm -hmm. the longer it spends in the colon, the more dense and mm -hmm. solid it becomes. So it could just sit there, um, becoming that. So there's a toxin buildup, which would lead to brain fog, which would lead to skin issues. So people who are rashy kind mm -hmm. of people or, um, people who have trouble focusing mm -hmm. people who suffer chronic headaches, um, these are all signs and symptoms of a possible toxic buildup. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. And really, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, um, dissing primary care in any way, shape or form, but there's only so many things in their toolbox, right. That they can tell you in 15 minutes. Right. And usually the things that are going to work are not in their toolbox. (laughs) Not not in the 15 minute version. Yeah. Mm -mm. So, Mm -mm. all right. So what are things, um, that are slowing down our bowels? What are the things that, that are making us constipated? So, you know, for for many of us, it's a diet. So, you know, you have a diet in refined carbohydrates. So breads, a lot of the grains without fiber from fruit and vegetable. A lot of people have fruit fear. Um, They're afraid of fruits because they're high in sugar. So I'm going to stay away from fruits. Well, fruits are in season right now. And there's nothing better to do than flush your colon and your liver by eating fresh fresh fruit and vegetables. Um, So that's the good kind of fiber. Um, A lot of people now are into that keto diet Mm -hmm. or, you know, low carb diet. That's a little bit of a setup for constipation as well. These foods Mm -hmm. are dense. Mm -hmm. Um, The higher protein foods. Yes. They become dense. Uh, People, most people don't drink enough water. So all that contributes Mm -hmm. to general constipation, Mm -hmm. um, supplementation, people take supplements. A lot of people take supplements. They don't even know what they do. Um, so there's, you know, there's a host of reasons and then some people are just stressed out. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's emotional constipation, Mm -hmm. which, you know, until I did colonics Mm -hmm. and worked with people doing colon hydrotherapy, there is a direct connection to being emotionally constipated Mm -hmm. with either a bad relationship Mm -hmm. or anger or guilt or being emotionally overwhelmed and being physically constipated. So that is something I'm digging for too, when I meet these people and try to help them. Wow. What about, what about age and hormones? Um, Yes, age can play a role. I'm always trying to fish out the people who had constipation issues from the time they were small children, Mm. um, because then I know it's probably the anatomy. So if this child has had constipation or this person comes to me and says, Kath, I've had issues since as far back as I can possibly remember. Then, you know, my plan of action is a little different. People who have constipation, yes, there is a small percentage of women who come to me and said, I was fine. I was never constipated. And now I'm perimenopausal or going through menopause. And all of a sudden now I'm struggling. What is going on? Mm-hmm. There's also people with um, surgical post-operative. Mm-hmm. So people who have had any type of abdominal surgery, now I know there's scar tissue. So mm-hmm. that's another contributing factor that we have to work around and yeah. figure out. Um, some medications are constipating. You mentioned supplements, but medicines too, right? Yes. Medicines can be very constipating. So think about your anti-anxiety medications, your antidepressants are very commonly yeah. constipating pain medication. So even so post-operative constipation is probably one of the most intense forms Mm -hmm. of constipation Mm -hmm. um, that there is. It's extremely painful, extremely uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. often more painful than the surgery Mm -hmm. itself. Mm -hmm. So that is a acute situation that needs to be dealt with. Um, So pain medications, even some of your uh, heart medications Mm -hmm. are, you know, their side effects are constipating. Mm -hmm. So it's also part of the picture that we look at and try to buffer. And I know um, if you have like an undiagnosed hypothyroidism, mm-hmm. that that oh, can cause right. constipation. Constipation mm-hmm. is a side effect of mm-hmm. being hypothyroid mm-hmm. and a low mm-hmm. thyroid. So there are other disease states that 
yes. cause constipation. So a lot, yes. <laughs> everything could cause, and every side effect, you'll, any drug on the market, you'll see one of the side effects, it's either diarrhea or constipation. Right. So yes. So constipation is the blanket statement. Right, there. right. So we just had to figure this out. Um, sedentary lifestyle. Absolutely. People who are more active, although I have athletes who are extremely constipated mm-hmm. too. And that may be caused due to they are in a state of possible dehydration because they are so active. Mm-hmm. So they become firmer and harder and stuck, but yes, a sedentary lifestyle mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're not working out that muscle when you yeah. work muscles, they work right. better when you don't, they don't. Right. And so you were describing the large bell mm-hmm. and you, you described it and, but you referred to it as um, stretching. So it's muscular mm-hmm. tissue. It's muscle. It's, yeah. It's muscle. The colon is it's muscle. Not skeletal muscle. No, it's, it is muscle. It has act. It, right. it has actions that, due to you know medications mm-hmm. or an inactive lifestyle, kind of get lazy. So mm-hmm. that's the aging piece, mm-hmm. right? So as we age, you know things aren't as tight and toned and active as they once were. Right. So same with your colon, and that's why a big topic of conversation in the postmenopausal later golden years is. Oh, my bowels, you know, that's such a big thing, but it should be a topic of conversation all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it, it relates to general health. A hundred percent. Um, all right. How do we fix it? Okay. <laughs> First we have to kind of determine why you're constipated. So, you know, I mentioned a lot of those reasons and possibilities why you may be constipated and maybe there are things you really can't change in this current moment. So, okay. So now what do we do? So first I would, you know, I would take a look at your diet. Um, People who are constipated tend to eat too much dairy that, you know, dairy and constipation kind of, they go hand in Mm -hmm. hand. So if you are a big dairy eater, eliminating dairy out of your diet, and I would say, give it a solid two to three weeks, no cheating and see if that makes a difference. Yes. Water consumption is great, but I'm going to say a lack of water only plays a role in maybe 15 to 20% of people who are constipated, but it is great. Drink your water. Um, as far as supplements go, magnesium, most people are magnesium deficient. Magnesium Mm -hmm. is a great, um, muscle. It's great for muscle. Mm -hmm. So think about it. Your heart's a muscle, your colon's a muscle, you have muscles, anybody who suffers muscle cramping, that's pretty much a given that you're magnesium deficient problem is there's different types of magnesium, right? So magnesium glycinate, which would be the best magnesium that's most bioavailable to your body is what I recommend most. But for the constipated individual, I am going to recommend mag citrate, which is probably one of the more inferior forms and inexpensive forms Mm -hmm. of magnesium, but it works best on having regular bowel movements. Yeah. I take, I take the supplement for constipation. Mm-hmm. My husband takes the one for muscle cramps and they're two different, right. Two types. different magnesium. Right. So, so magnesium's not just a blanket supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you wouldn't really ever know that. Nope. Right. So, uh, magnesium, I can- have a friend though. Yeah. <laughs> so magnesium citrate is the one you want to go to. And I always tell people it's better taken at night because it'll also help promote a more restful sleep bonus. Yeah. Yep. Big bonus. Yeah. Um, less, uh, So yeah, so I would take it at night. It comes in all forms. It comes in a powder. You can mix in a liquid Mm -hmm. um, and drink it up at bedtime. That's great. Um, 
most severely constipated people, which you're not going every day, or maybe it's two to three days, you're probably going to need to double the recommended dose on the bottle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, playing with magnesium dosages, you're not going to cause your body any harm. We can't, we can't OD on it. If you, well, it's, it's a water salt. So your kidneys will excrete it very Mm -hmm. well. However, the end result would be diarrhea, which constipated people could probably use a day of that anyway. (laughs) So you would just have to titrate that dose to what works for you and gives you that really good, healthy bowel movement in the morning. So mag citrate comes in pills, capsules, gels, um, and also that uh, natural calm or nature's calm, the Mm -hmm. powder actually now comes in gummies. Oh, really? Which would be awesome for children. So children who are suffering with constipation, Mm -hmm. it's so sad. Um, But now they have gummies. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can give your child, you know, a couple of those gummies. So that is a safe, you can do it daily. Mm -hmm. It's not habit forming, it has no um, negative impact or side effects. So that would be the staple I would put into play every single day for people who aren't regular. So do that. Um, What about fiber supplements? Okay. So fiber supplements, um, they're like the mainstay in the, in the, I guess in the popular world, right? They say, oh, take more fiber. Right. Well, a constipated individual, if you were constipated or I was constipated right now, and I were to pop down a couple of fiber supplements, pills, or that fiber one bar, Mm -hmm. whatever, I would probably send myself into a extremely uncomfortable tailspin. Because if you think about what fiber is, fiber is a bulking agent Mm -hmm. for most people. Well, you're already bulked out, right? So the only time I find fiber supplements very helpful is actually in people who are too loose. Um, Because what it'll do is it'll help uh, thicken things up. Mm -hmm. Um, and they won't be so urgent. Mm-hmm. Um, fiber in the form of foods like fruits, vegetables, greens, mm-hmm. asparagus, all that. No, have at it. That's great fiber. Fiber supplements, you have to be very careful in with a uh, patient who suffers from constipation because it could easily go the other way. Um, so you know, that's, that's what's being recommended. I know, I know. It's terrible. (laughs) No, I I get what they're saying because fiber acts like a broom, right? It sweeps the lining of the colon out, but that colon has to be moving for that to occur. So constipated person, their colon is not moving very well. So you're just adding bulk to the problem. So once things are moving well, then fiber is a perfect thing Mm. to help keep things moving and exercise that colon. But, but there's a fine line for when it should come in and Mm. when it's not the appropriate time, mm-hmm. um, to use fiber. I'm like, we should not need a specialist <laughs> right, to deal with this stuff. That's just what's coming to mind is this is a general population problem. Oh, and this it- is a general health issue for, you know, optimum health and wellness. Why do we need specialist care for this? We shouldn't need it. Well, unfortunately, I mean, look at the state of everything right Right, now, right? Your primary care provider, and I'm not, again, I'm with you. I'm part of that system. I'm not dissing any one particular person or specialty. But when you start chopping up people into body parts and and your only focus is on that one part, you're setting your people up for failing, right? Mm -hmm. 
So, so, you know, we're, we're band-aiding people up when that primary care provider actually does have the tools and wherewithal to do that. Unfortunately, it could be a whole nother conversation on yes. insurance companies. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So a lot of my patients come to me after they've seen the specialists mm-hmm. and it's really not helping. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, what we do is I'll introduce them to the colon hydrotherapy, um, because once I have somebody on that table and I'll explain colon hydrotherapy yeah. is who, who is that appropriate for? And what is it? Well, it's probably more for who is it not appropriate for anybody who has had abdominal surgery in the past year, anybody who's pregnant, unless they've been doing it all along. Um, anybody who has any bleeding, rectal bleeding, or uh, severe hemorrhoids. Okay. Those are the people who should, who should have. never, who, yeah, it's not an option for you. Okay. Um, anybody else? else? Yeah. It, it's it. beneficial. Um, it sounds awkward because it's not so commonplace, especially in Western New York. If you go to other places in the country, it is very commonplace. You probably see a you know, every neighborhood has a colon hydrotherapy, uh, you know, you go to Arizona, corner California, shop. yeah, it's a corner <laughs> shop. It's easy peasy, but basically what it is, it's the installation of water into the colon through the rectum. It's a, there's a, a small tube called a rectal speculum and we instill clean water. And what we do is we start the flushing process based on that person's tolerance to the pressure. Okay. It's not a painful thing. Um, I will say it's awkward. So if you think about it, not awkward for me, but it's awkward for that person first, you know, for the first time, because you're sitting in a very close space with another human being Mm -hmm. and they're having sensations on and off of having to go to the bathroom and they're pretty much locked into your table. So socially it's awkward. Physically, it's actually 90% of people leave there going, Oh my gosh, I feel so good. 10 pounds lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some people could do that. (laughs) Depending on the level of constipation, Mm -hmm. it might take a session Mm -hmm. or two for your body to get it. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, the colon hydrotherapy session, it's a 40 minute session Mm -hmm. where we try and to flush out. And there's a view tube where I can see, is there a ton of mucus there? How is this body digesting? Is this stool hard and formed? as a result of somebody mm-hmm. having too many processed foods. Um, so there's a lot I can tell based on how that individual responds to the session. And then they get up and finish up in the bathroom. If more results in the bathroom than did on the table, that also adds to my, yes, this person is extremely constipated. On. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is based on how they respond to that. And then that helps me formulate, okay, what kind of plan does this individual need? Do I think magnesium, which would be the best option, is just going to take care of it? Or do they need more in play? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we decide what supplements would be best for that. Kathy, some people are worried that by taking um, laxatives mm-hmm. and things like that, that they're going to uh, take away their bowels natural ability to sense when it should empty. Is there, is there any truth to that? Yes. Yes. I have some of the women or men that I treat Mm -hmm. have been laxative dependent for Mm -hmm. so long that their colon now has lost the ability to perform. I was actually part of a C-section once where 
I was looking at this colon and, and this girl could not have been older than maybe 28, 30. Mm -hmm. And the colon was gray and yeah, I almost felt like I was doing an autopsy on a cadaver because this colon just had no color, no tone. And I'm like, what is this? And, and it, it was the result of chronic and habitual laxative use. Oh my gosh. Now, depending on the, mm-hmm. depending on the age of the person, we can get that back. Mm-hmm. Okay. If she's 80, mm, no, she'll probably just yeah. keep coming back for colonics and having mm-hmm. to supplement that out. But if it's a young person, we can kind of turn that around mm-hmm. by switching things up. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's ever come to me knows I use that word all the time keep switching things up. Don't let your body get bored. Mm -hmm. Um, Keep your body guessing when it comes to keeping that colon active and we can turn things around. Is a laxative ever appropriate? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, so even my favorite herbal laxative is Cape, it's called Cape aloe Um, or super aloe is another version of that. And the aloe leaf in a capsule form, because a lot of you are familiar with aloe, like a liquid aloe, Mm -hmm. which works great for a a disrupted upper GI, Mm -hmm. but the capsules work better for lower. And it actually works as an herbal laxative. But if you took that every single day, um, if you took it every single day and you go for a colonoscopy, your um, doctor will tell you that the lining of your colon is now kind of darkened. And that's the result of habitual laxatives. It's not a pathology. It's Mm -hmm. not a problem. It just makes visualizing your colon a little more difficult for that person Mm -hmm. because of the discoloration. Okay. So they might miss uh, something that's a, they could, yeah, that's their concern. Mm -hmm. My, my theory on that is I'd rather see you not constipated than struggling with nowhere to go. I think being constipated chronically is probably There's a higher risk of so many other yes. things, you know, colon cancer and diverticulitis and, you mm-hmm. know, um, yeah, ruptures yeah. or, yeah. So um, supplements, magnesium, diet, Colon hydrotherapy should be a consideration. Right. So everybody who comes in and has this procedure says, well, how often should I come back? And I think each person gets a different answer Mm -hmm. based on how they come in. So the chronically constipated individual who wants to get things going on its own again, Mm -hmm. they would come in more frequently, like maybe once a week Mm -hmm. for four to six sessions. Mm -hmm. And then it's my goal to bump them out, get them to maybe a month to six weeks just to maintain that great state. But other supplements that come into play, there's a good one on Amazon. I don't, you know, I don't personally have access to it. It's called Mag 07. Mm -hmm. And this Mag 07, it's kind of an, it's not really truly magnesium, but it does work very, very well in constipated individuals. So what I have people do is get your constipation toolbox. You're gonna have the Cape Aloe, your daily magnesium, you can do the Mago 7, um, Poopy Tea, um, Smooth Moves Tea. You can buy yes. it at Tops or Wegmans. Yes. That is in that toolbox as well, because maybe once or twice a week, you're going to drink a cup of that That's tea. That's about how often I use it. I love right. it. Well, and mo- a lot of people don't like the taste of it. And yeah. there's other versions, but that's part of switching it up. 
right? Mm -hmm. Then there's something called chondromal oil, which is a vanilla flavored mineral oil. I've never tried it, but for some people, maybe once a week, that chondromal oil. Mm -hmm. But what happens is your body's not kind of sure, not sure what's going to be in play. What you're throwing at it. And that in itself improves the tone and frequency of bowel movements. Because if you- interesting. Yeah. But if you keep doing the same thing every day and you're already predisposed to constipation, Mm -hmm. your body's going to catch on very quick and get bored with you and Mm -hmm. say, I'm going back to Mm -hmm. my sluggish ways. So that's why you have to keep your body guessing. And I think that would be my best advice. A hundred percent. So when somebody wants to come and see you for constipation, um, I mean, are they making a constipation appointment or what is, so how does it work? Okay. So to save money, Okay, so my wellness consultations and bioidentical hormone mm-hmm. consultations are, are more in depth. And um, so there's a, a cost there mm-hmm. that's much higher than if you're just coming in for a colonic. What I tell people to do is if they email me first mm-hmm. and give me the gist of what they want um, or what they think is going on or what the right. problem so is. So if I think constipation is what we're going after, book the colonic appointment. The first appointment is an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And believe me, before I do anything with anybody, we speak first. So yeah. if you chickened out or you didn't thought this might not be for you, all is not lost. Right. Or if you realize through the conversation, they're not an appropriate candidate yeah, for candidate, it. Right. They'll still get a lot of great advice mm-hmm. written up at the end of it. So mm-hmm. I would book a colon hydrotherapy appointment and because that would be the most, that would be the quickest way to get to the to the problem mm-hmm. and at least leave you with really good options yeah. and suggestions. So if somebody's going to reach out to you by email mm-hmm. to say, Hey, I really love that podcast and I want to come and see you. Mm-hmm. They're going to email you at. Um, so email me at journey. I health at gmail.com. That would be the business way in. Okay. Um, and that would be best. So journey, health at gmail.com. Um, you can go to my website, which is www.journeyiihealth.com. And see things you don't think of when you're creating these <laughs> names, right? So, and, and so you can go to the website and that gives so much information. Yeah. It actually gives, there's a page that gives very um, in-depth details on what to expect from a mm-hmm. colon hydrotherapy session. So you can even take a look at that yeah. before you decide anything, but I'm always, um, open to answer questions, um, for anybody who has them. Yes. You're very generous with, with giving information and sharing knowledge. You are. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the book. Oh, free yourself from a constipated life. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear about the awards. Oh, I know. And I couldn't (laughs) find. So the actual version of that book, that's an early version. The version that's out now on Amazon has the gold medal. We won a first place in the Reader's Choice Awards. Um, That is a huge book award session in Miami. It's hosted in Miami, Florida. And it was 2014 that we won that award. Um, It's a very different kind of a book. So free yourself from a constipated life. So it sells fairly well on Amazon. And I feel like it's a baby I haven't touched in a while. And it's kind of spun off into a life of its own. But what so the book 
speaks a lot of foods and, you know, adding things to your diet. We didn't talk about flaxseed. Flaxseed really helps, um, even though it's considered a protein and a fiber, it has that gelatinous. So that really mm. helps as well. We didn't talk about parasites. That's a cofactor in some extremely constipated individuals. So the book says all this. Um, and, you know, there's part one and part two, and part two talks about how we can be emotionally constipated as well. And you think they're two separate pieces mm -hmm. of, and they're not, mm. you know, often I find when I have somebody and they're laying on the table, we're getting to know each other, they start talking. It's amazing what happens when somebody starts releasing verbally or emotionally starts releasing maybe something that's been bothering them, mm -hmm. maybe a situation that's going on. And all of a sudden, they start physically releasing as well. I have seen that too many times to ignore. Mm -hmm. So there is a definite connection between what's going on here and what's going on here. Mm -hmm. So um, your website has a link to where people can oh, purchase, Amazon purchase the books. Yes, well. yes, yes, yes. Cause they're both, yeah, they're both on Amazon. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know that's an early version. Do you have any testimonials printed on that one? I don't think no. so. Okay. No. You've got the reviews are wonderful. Oh yeah. You can yeah. go to the reviews on Amazon. Yeah. You know, there's always that one guy yeah. who says she's trying to sell colonics or something. I'm like, oh, yeah. why would I do that? You don't even live near me. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help people. But yes, that guy the is everywhere. Yeah, the reviews are, you know, very good. I always listen to like 75% yeah. of the reviews because there's always you know, those people. Yeah. So. Well, you know, and you can't let them bother you, you or can't. take you out. No, but, that's yeah. the risk we take when we go public with Going out anything. There. Yes. You know? Yes. You have to be ready to yeah. up that skin. That's right. that's yeah. Right. Don't let it constipate you. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been a fun talk, Kathy. Thanks again for sharing all of your knowledge with I my love being with you me too <laughs> oh my god thank you so much um i don't know what we're going to do for our next show oh we'll come up with something <laughs> yeah all right um yes. thank you very much for being a part of the this girl puts out community and for tuning in today from Catherine stack and myself thank we you wish you a wonderful wonderful day take care thanks for tuning in if you enjoyed today's episode Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And for more stories about real-life women, visit thisgirlputsout.com.